بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله we are able to have another session on تفسير of سورة القبان if you remember we discussed the five verses at the beginning of Surah Luqman and inshallah today we want to talk about the verse number six A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajeem Wa min al-nas man yashtari lahwa al-hadith liyudhilla an sabilillah bighayr ilmin wa yattakhithaha huzuwa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and among people there are some who buy lahval hadith this is an expression that inshallah we will talk about it uh, in more details but some people have translated as vain stories or something which has been said to divert the attention from the truth, from the realities. To divert people to misguide people so that they cannot reach the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala بغير علم and they do this because of ignorance they don't know they don't have knowledge they are not themselves aware the people who have no knowledge when they give us direction for sure they misguide us they cannot guide us because they themselves have no knowledge no understanding and they take divine communications in a very bad way and that is by mockering and ridiculing so they basically ridicule divine communications or some people have said the divine path these are the people who would have humiliating punishment. So the ayah altogether is about people who themselves do not benefit from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's revelation, communications, and then they also try to deprive others they don't benefit themselves but they also try to deprive others this is unfortunately a common problem when some people themselves lack something they wish other people also lack the same thing if they don't benefit from something for example if they don't go to the mosque they try also to keep others away from the mosque 
if they don't themselves you know give charity they try to discourage other people so this is something that uh, is common it's not always the case but it's common so there are people who don't appreciate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book and they try to divert others also away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book and communications here our ulama have mentioned two different stories and both of course can be relevant one is about a person called Nadr ibn Harith Nadr the son of Harith he was a tradesman who used to travel to Iran going back to Mecca he used to narrate stories from Persian culture stories about their kings about the heroes about strange events and by doing so he was trying to divert the attention of the people from the Quran so basically he was telling to the people that if Muhammad has these verses of the Quran to tell you and these stories about the prophets and so on I am able to do the same I give you stories about the kings of Iran and the events that happened there or in other countries but mostly Iran because he was traveling there a lot so he wanted to have some competition with Prophet and with the Quran so Lahv al-Hadith as an instance refers to what that person was doing by narrating stories to divert attention of people from the Quran another story is that there was a person who had a maid who was a singer and that maid was singing for him day and night and making him forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he was so much preoccupied by this that he was not free to pay attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one of our great mufassirin commentators of the Quran, the Quranic exegetes the late Tabarsi in his well-known Majma'ul Bayan after mentioning this he says that there is a hadith from the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which confirms this second story the relevance of the second story but before I mention this hadith I should mention one general point and that is whenever a Quranic verse or passage is revealed 
after a certain incident, it doesn't mean that that incident restricts the meaning of the verse. Our ulama have a rule, and that is, Al-ibratu bi'umum al-warid, wala bi-khusus al-mawrid. What is important, what is the criterion for us, is to see whether the verse is general or not. You should not restrict it to that particular instance. So that was just an excuse, that was just a reason to begin with, to receive a general rule from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have to always bear this in mind that all these sha'an al-nuzul, all these stories about the events after which or during which some verses of the Quran are revealed, that those events do not necessarily limit the meaning of the verse. So sometimes for a general rule to come, there was a need for something to happen so that the community is ready and is prepared to be given a general instruction. So, both stories can be correct, but what is the main thing is that we should get the general message of the verse and apply it to our own life, which inshallah I will try to explain later. Now let's go back to what the late Tabarsi reports from the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. According to this hadith, the Prophet said, لا يحل تعليم المغنيات ولا بيعهن وأثمانهن حرام وقد نزل تصديق ذلك في كتاب الله ومن الناس من يشتري لحو الحديث It's not permitted to teach maids this female slaves to become singers and to sell them to get any money for that. As you know, Islam started when there was a very historical custom of slavery all over the world. And Islam with a very careful planning, with lots of encouragements, managed to stop slavery in that part of the world much earlier than the rest of the world. So it was not something possible to be stopped in a matter of a day or week, but in its rulings by limiting the reasons for slavery, by making release and freedom of slaves as the only way or one of the ways to compensate for the sins, by promising lots of reward for releasing the slaves, managed to stopped slavery very very soon but even when 
as slavery was still practiced, Islam was also limiting that by making lots of regulations. And one of the things was that no one was allowed to force slaves to do something immoral, something wrong. And one of the things is that they were not allowed to ask them to sing sinfully or to teach them to sing sinfully. And the money which was given or taken for this purpose was considered to be haram. And what is interesting for the late Tabarsi is that when the Prophet وسلم, says that this is a haram practice to teach these women who are made to sing sinfully, to use their voice to divert the attention of people from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at the end the Prophet refers to this verse of Surah Luqman when he says وَقَدْ نَزَلَ تَصْطِيقُ ذَلِكَ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَشْتَرِي لَحْوَ الْحَدِيثِ The Prophet said this is confirmed in the book of Allah and then the Prophet recites this verse. So it means that this verse for sure includes haram singing, haram music, and haram usage of human voice. So what I want to say is that it can be true that there was a person called Nadr ibn Haris who was narrating the stories from Persia. It is true that there was a person who had a maid and he was listening to her day and night and not paying attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But these are two stories, two incidents after which we have been given a very general instruction. Any lahbul hadith, any usage of words, any story or any speech, hadith can mean speech. It's not only a story. Any speech, any use of words, which is lahv, which is preoccupying our mind and letting no space, no attention, no energy for reflecting on the true stories, on the true facts, on divine communication. This is Lahbul Hadith. And what is wrong is to go after this to buy this sometimes maybe without your attention you hear something wrong you hear a sinful music or for example song but this is not what you wanted 
and then therefore you try to quickly avoid that. But sometimes you buy it, you pay for it. So it means that you really, really are determined to listen to this. And also you are encouraging the other party. So this is very wrong. You encourage someone and you actually get involved into this practice of promoting something that makes people forgetful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his signs. And this is why in the hadith from Ahlul Bayt we have lots of reference to this verse to show that sinful music and sinful singing are to be prohibited. Why do I say sinful music and sinful voice used as singing? Because many of our ulama say that music as such is not haram. Singing as such is not haram. It depends on how it is used and how it is produced. Some ulama have this idea that if the music or human voice in the form of singing is something that suits sinful gatherings, the gatherings in which people forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then this becomes haram but some ulama are more strict about this matter so it's responsibility of everyone to check with his own or her own marja religious authority to find out what is the view of his marja but definitely anything that makes you so much busy and preoccupied that you forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you become encouraged to do bad things or to get involved in haram these are the things that we must avoid so Ahlul Bayt have referred to this verse of Surah Luqman in order to say that one of the roots and foundations for banning haram music and singing is this verse of Surah Luqman. For example, according to a hadith from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam, he said, al Majlisun la yanzurullahu ila ahlih. Ghana, which is usage of human voice in the form of singing and sometimes also just using instruments to play music, is a gathering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do not look at 
its people. La yanzurullahu ila ahlih. Allah do not look at them. What does it mean? Does it mean that Allah doesn't know about them? No. It means that Allah doesn't pay attention to them. Allah leaves these people to themselves. Do not look at them with his mercy and grace and favor. And this is the worst thing that can happen. That Allah leaves us to ourselves. Allah says, I have nothing to do with these people. I don't want to provide them with any care and support. And then Imam Sadiq said, And this type of gatherings, this type of qina is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to by saying, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَشْتَرِي لَهْوَ الْحَدِيثِ لِيُضِلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ So you see that Ahlul Bayt refer to this verse to say that غنا is haram, is prohibited. And there are many hadith about this and our ulama have discussed in details the rulings pertaining music and singing and as I said it's responsibility of everyone to check with his marja to find out the details something that we should be very much concerned about music and about singing or gena in general is that it has very fast effect on our soul. You know, both our bodies and our souls are constantly being affected. Our body, for example, is affected by what we eat or drink but also by temperature, by pressure of the work, by many, many things. The body is always getting affected. But it's not necessarily quickly appearing on your body what is affecting your body. For example, sometimes you may eat something and it takes few days. Sometimes a virus goes into your body and it takes few weeks to show its impact on your health. But sometimes it's very quick. Alcohol is something that shows its result very quickly. It's absorbed very quickly in the body. It doesn't go through a long process of digestion. It quickly is absorbed. And also it has very a strong impact. When you get drunk, then you are not able to think and to act properly. So, very fast and very strong effect. Music 
is somehow similar. When you hear music, it quickly changes your feelings, your moods, and it is very effective, fast and effective. Sometimes when you listen to a song, you become very happy, sometimes you become very sad, sometimes you become hopeful, sometimes you become hopeless, sometimes you are encouraged, sometimes you are discouraged, and that is also in a very powerful way. Very fast, very effective. And this is not right. Why? Because then it doesn't let you to digest. When someone is giving you a message, you have to be able to reflect on it. And if it is right to take it on board, if it is wrong to reject it. But music is so fast and so effective that before you realize what has been said or what message has been delivered or conveyed, you are already affected. And sometimes it goes to your unconscious mind. You don't know why you are always sad. Why you are always, you know, despaired. You don't find any reason for that. But still you feel you are always depressed. And this can be the result of singing or listening to singing. Or a music which makes you sad. To get rid of the impact of that music or that singing takes lots of efforts and sometimes maybe it's you know, practically not possible. What Islam wants is to remain always in control of our heart and mind. It's very good to read, to study, to listen to people, to think about what they say, to know about other cultures, but all because you want to examine, you want to assess and find the best way, the best piece of wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَبَشِّرْ عَبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَمْعُونَ الْقَوْلَ فَيَتَّبِعُونَ أَحْسَنَةً Give good tidings to my servants, who listen to the words, who listen to different narrations and stories and basically ideas and then they choose the best. So Islam wants us to be open-minded, wants us to expose ourselves to different types of ideas but in order to select the best. So what is important is first you have to be able to choose and select what is right and what is wrong. And second, to remain in control. But if something goes directly and quickly to your mind or sometimes directly to your heart, it's very dangerous. Because if God forbids it's a virus, then it can remain always there. Yes, sometimes maybe a good message is going to your heart in this way. 
Like for example, you know, if you are able to listen to the Prophet David, Dawood alayhi salam singing, then he would, you know, make sure that the words of wisdom reach your heart. But how can we find someone like Dawood today? So we have to be very careful. So, with respect to music and song, we have to be very, very careful. And in general, we have to be very careful about anything that may have impact on us without our knowledge. Because it is so fast, so direct, and so strong. It's like alcohol, it's like music, and it's also like friendship. Friendship also has similar impact. When you have a bad friend or good friend, sometimes without your knowledge you get affected and influenced. So you have to be very, very careful and to, you have to avoid bad friends. Okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these people who buy these vain words, they do this, they do this to misguide people, to divert people away from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they become an obstacle for the people to be able to reach and remain on the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on the right path. And this is without knowledge. This is because of ignorance. You know, we don't have any problem with knowledge. We don't have any problem with people who are knowledgeable. Our problem is that there are people who have no knowledge or they have superficial knowledge which sometimes is worse than having no knowledge at all. And then they try to guide people. They try to tell people what is right and what is wrong. This is the problem. Otherwise, if someone has really knowledge, we don't have any problem. Knowledge is light. But you cannot find knowledge unless there is commitment to the truth. You cannot find real knowledge unless there is obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But these people are the people who try to insist on being ignorant and make other people also deprived from the wisdom and from the knowledge and from the truth which exists in divine verses. And as a matter of ignorance, what they do is that they don't just divert people away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's path and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's revelation. They, they start mockering. And this is very wrong. We should never make mockery and make fun of people or of their ideas. We should always remain polite and respectful. Even if people have wrong ideas and religions, 
which we do not accept, which we may criticize, which we may, you know, be discussing and mentioning, you know, our criticism or comments, still it's not good to make fun of them or to use bad words. Ahlul Bayt were very strict about this matter. They wanted their followers to be always very respectful and very polite and watch every word that comes out of their mouth. On the other hand, there were people who were very quick in rejecting others and then making fun of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is a practice of some people who buy vain stories, baseless narrations to divert people away from Allah's path without knowledge and they make mockery of Allah's verses or Allah's communications. And because these people wanted to humiliate Islam and Muslims and made mockery of divine verses, so they would receive a punishment which would match their practice. And that is Arabun Muhin, a punishment which would humiliate, because they wanted to humiliate. So the punishment matches what they have done. Always the punishment matches the crime. Of course, if someone, you know, is making a mistake and then sincerely repents, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would forgive. But normally these type of people never, you know, repent. They do this deliberately and they are so bad that they want to misguide people and they also make mockery. So these people deprive themselves from tawbah, from repentance. But if for any reason someone gets to that stage of sincere tawbah, Allah would forgive. But if he doesn't repent, he would have a punishment which would be muhin, which would be disgraceful, which would be humiliating. So they would become very humble after that. Okay, now is the time for having your questions, so inshallah we will try to address the questions as much as we have time. And I thank you for your attention. So if you, if the moderator can send me the questions please, then I can address the questions. Okay, the first question. Why in today's society do rich people do more takabbur when they earn their money by false means? Unfortunately, this is something very common in human beings. That when some people become rich, rich in having money or sometimes when they are powerful, when they are respected, when they receive the attention of people, 
then they become arrogant. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, This is something in human being that needs to be fixed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning us that if you don't discipline yourself, if you don't purify yourself, if you let everything to remain as it is, this may happen to you. Because there is such a tendency in human beings. When a person sees that he has no need to others, then he forgets that he needs Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He takes everything for granted. He thinks that his money, his health, his life, his children, everything is guaranteed. He forgets that everything is vulnerable. Everything is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and immediately can be taken away. And of course in our age the problem is more because unfortunately the people who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are less. In modern age when a culture of secularism, a culture of materialism is spread, so you find not that many people who are really always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But alhamdulillah there are still many and we have to make friendship with these people because they help us a lot in remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second question is, I hear from my friends that relaxing music is a lot. Could you please clarify? And there is a comment, yes, through Maulana, I believe in it. Thank you so much for explaining. Okay, that is about the comment I made about music. You know, as I said, many of our ulama, our maraje, they don't believe that music is necessarily haram. Some are very strict, but many of them they say, we have two types of music. Music which is allowed and music which is prohibited. Singing, the same. Singing which is allowed and singing which is prohibited. What is the difference? What is the criteria? We have to refer to our own marja. For example, according to some of the maraje, some of them who are alive and some who have passed away, they give you very important measure. They say anything which suits the gatherings of sinful people, gatherings in which Allah is forgotten, it's haram. Some people use technical expressions. For example, they say that every singing which is with a trab and tarji'ah is haram. What does it mean? When people sing, sometimes they send back and forth their sound into their throat. And also they say something which brings a throb. You feel light, you feel you are losing your control, you become too emotional. This is why I said you have to check with your marja, 
and see what is his understanding in this case. But for sure everyone would say that there are haram musics. If not all, at least some of them are haram and you have to be careful. The other question is sometimes I listen to Quran and I find it uplifts me. Even though I don't understand it. It changes my mood. Is this okay? Yes. If the Quran is recited with beautiful voice, with attention, then the attention of the reciter of the Quran and his voice can have good impact on you. But even with respect to the Quran, you have to be careful. Because something that happens and Indeed, we have in our hadith that in Akhir zaman this is going to happen, is some people would do, you know, recitation of Qur'an in a sinful matter. It's like, you know, as they like, you know, sing the Qur'an, which is wrong. But something which is normal recitation of the Quran and it's done in a beautiful way like you know what some of the well-known you know reciters of Quran have been doing like you know Abdul Basit or Manshawi or these type of people so this type of recitation which really uplifts is very good but if someone is using Qina for Quran this is not okay The fourth question is about joking and, you know, when you want to make your friends, for example, happy, then sometimes you say jokes that may make their mind away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, very good question. To make jokes, to make people happy by itself is not bad and indeed it is very good. To bring joy to the heart of the believers, to the heart of people is very good. And Allah gives lots of reward for the people who make others happy. But not by telling them something which is wrong. Not by, for example, singing something which makes them forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes you can make them happy by using beautiful words, by using, you know, wise, you know, uh, stories, or in different ways. But you have to be careful. In the end, you want to make them happy so that they get more energy. To remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More energy to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To serve people. To serve community. Not to forget everything. And just listen to you. And even when they leave you. Their mind is still. You know. Preoccupied. And busy with what you have said. So we have to watch. Our jokes. Especially when we joke. We should not backbite anyone, we should not make mockery of people, should be very careful. But in principle, joking and making people happy, in principle, if there is nothing you know, bad add to, added to that, it's fine and it's very good. Can we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Ahlul Bayt in a form of poem and sounds like singing? 
as I said, singing as such is not a problem. So you can sing and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ahlul Bayt salam, or for any good cause. But just you have to be careful about the type of singing that you are using or making. If it is a type which is prohibited, then you should avoid it. But as such, is not a problem. In other words, you can sing in nice way and you can sing in bad way. You have to be careful and you have to select. How can we avoid the background music here in the West when we go out to the shopping for our day-to-day -day needs, like in supermarkets or regular stores, gyms, etc.? Yes, this is also a common problem. Again, we have to check with our own marja, but normally what is said is that if you don't pay attention, there is a background music, but you are not listening to that. You hear the sound, but you are not listening to that. You are not paying attention, then it's not bad, unless if it causes other problems. For example, it encourages them to continue, or other people may think that you accept these things and then they accuse you, or they take you as a proof that this is good, Molana, or this person who is a reliable person is listening to this music, so it causes misunderstanding. That is another issue. But just the fact that you are in a place that there is a music that you don't pay attention is played, this, according to many of ulama, is not a problem. But please check with your marja. What kind of music and entertainment is good for you? Any music or entertainment which makes you a stronger, which makes you more encouraged to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do good. Everything that leaves you still in full control of your emotions and of your understandings of your heart and mind, this is good. Question 8. You mentioned music and singing as something that can divert you from Allah. How about in today's world, movies, comedy shows, entertainment? Yes, this is very general. And thank you for making these questions. You know, it's very general. Maybe not everything is haram, because there are different degrees. Anything which makes us forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to be avoided. But sometimes it makes... It might be makru, might be disliked, discouraged, sometimes it might be haram, prohibited. So, we cannot say anything which uh, is not helping in remembering Allah is haram. Certain things have so much impact that Islam has prohibited them. Certain things, it's better to avoid them. And what is important for us is first of all to make sure that we observe all the re requirements of Sharia but second which is the spiritual thing is not just to be pleased with that basically try to put yourself in an atmosphere of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so if you want to watch movies try to find movies that either they help you in this 
or at least they don't stop you from remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you want to use, uh, for example, some kind of entertainment, the same criteria. If you want to make friendship, the same criteria. So basically try to be very selective, try to find the best thing for yourself, and that is what can help you to be a better mu'min, a better human being, a better uh, source of blessing for yourself, for your family, and for others. Is listening to Nasheed and Latmiyas okay? In general, yes. But sometimes some Nasheeds or some Latmiyas may have problem. So, I cannot say 100% of the cases are okay. You have to be selective, you have to discern between what is right and what is wrong. Question 10 is, if you get tears while praying, remembering the word you recite and the meaning makes you cry, is the namaz battle? No, if you cry because of the fear of punishment, because of the bad things you have done, you have fear of going to... For example, you know, hell, or you have, you cry because you have love and joy of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is not making your salat battle. Crying, which is because of fear of punishment over the bad things that we have done, or because of joy and hope, this is good. This is not bad. But crying for worldly things, this is the problem. I cry during my prayer because my car was stolen. Or because, you know, I have lost, you know, you know, some in some you know business, you know, transaction. This is to be avoided. But again, for details, you know, please check the manual given by your uh, Marja who is the, supposed to be the most knowledgeable and the pious person. Okay, Alhamdulillah we have reached end of the questions and I thank you all for being with us for this session and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enlighten your heart and mind and to help you inshallah always to remember him and to remember the great things that you have to perform. May Allah bless you and your families and your time and all the efforts that you make. Please remember this humble brother of you in your prayers as well.